Welcome to the Otherworld's GG Community Cast. This is episode number 40. Holy woo, moly. Woo, woo. Uh, yeah, I am I'm Table for Two, aka Hunter, joined by Mellified and Alien Pickle. Uh oh my gosh, 40 episodes, gentlemen. We're 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 making some headway. It's been a while since we've done this. We had a little bit of a hiatus there because of all kinds of craziness. Uh, Mel- <laughs> Melified had his, you know, uh, Mortal Kombat fatality done to him, so he was dead for like a few weeks. Um, I was traveling yes. there for a few weeks, and then you know, just everything kind of got crazy. So we're here. What's going on, guys? How y'all feeling? I'm doing pretty good. I uh, I had half my yeah. thyroid removed. I have a a very lovely uh, scar yeah, that look looks at, look like that. somebody tried to slit my throat. Ooh um, boy. But it's all healed, and I'm cancer-free, which is wonderful. They thought there might be cancer involved, and that was not the case. So I was very happy about that. And uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. So I'm just I'm gra- glad to be back, though. Man, it has been a month. We, I was going through and compiling the show notes, and I uh, realized, yeah, it's been uh, five weeks since we did the news. Okay, so we got a lot to talk about. So, 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 do you do you like have it in a jar and be like, I beat cancer, and all I got was this lousy piece of thyroid? Well, or, that's know. the funny part is, I didn't beat cancer because I didn't actually have cancer, but they but thought it yeah. might be, but they didn't yeah. know until they pulled it out whether whether it was or not. So nice. Um, yeah, but did but they it, give you the part they took out so you can they put did it under not. your pillow and have the thyroid fairy come up give you a dollar? <laughs> that would have been awesome. Um, no, <laughs> sadly, I didn't get the medical waste from my surgery. But oh man. <laughs> uh, that would have been that would have been smart in hindsight yes yeah so, yeah i i got my gallstone and that way Ooh. if we ever lose the cue ball at the pool table i can just get that thing out <laughs> oh jeez oh my god ouch yikes you all right there, um, buddy yeah. oh, i'm good now <laughs> yeah yeah that was a rough a rough time i'm sure those are those are painful well um... all right We've got we've got tons of news. We'll see how this goes. It might be a really long episode. We might split it up into two. At this point, I'm just ready to get into some pods. So, uh, man, what is up first? We what? What do you want? Where do you, do you even want? begin? I I'm yeah. So let's just start start with the big big stuff at the news. You know, Among Us has been out for a while, and a lot of people uh, love it or hate it. It became quite a fad really early on, and so I think people kind of got tired of it because it was just like you play it for like four hours straight, and you're like, okay, I'm done. You know, like, <laughs> I need to take a month off. But uh, they've been doing some updates from here from time to time. They've increased the player count from uh, I think it was ten to fifteen. Um, they launched their new really large map to accommodate the, those numbers. Um, and recently they've, uh, been making some more changes and upgrades and adjustments. And now they're adding, uh, they're adding in what new roles and XP system, um, multiple currencies. So, uh, what do you know about all this Malified? Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like they've just taken a game that they did as kind of a, a one-off lark years ago. And now that it's popular, they're actually investing some time and energy into it. Um, the unfortunate part of this update is they are adding multiple forms of of microtransactions, multiple currencies into the game, and I could really do without that. Like, I, I they were selling hats before that seemed reasonable enough. You know, you could customize your character if you really wanted to, but I don't love the the um, premium currency stuff. Yeah. So, 
Well, it seemed um, like it seemed like the two, like the hats and the little pets that could follow you. You could just get all that stuff for like a one-time fee. It was like a one-time yes. buy, buy it all. Because you know, on the phone, it's free, and then on P, mm. and of course, on Game Pass, it's free. And then mm-hmm. um, I think like on what Steam or whatever, it's like five bucks or five something bucks. Like that. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's not too terrible, but if they start getting into like Fortnite territory, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get real like not happy. What game is this that I'm never gonna play? Among Us. Uh, Among uh, Us, the one you hate. Oh yeah, I do kind of hate it. Yeah, I mean, I, I we'll see what you know, happens. You know I'm... what's funny is if you look in the in the game market, right? Like Chinese knockoff games, right? In the mobile scene, how many games have ripped off the Among Us characters? Like just well, pixel for pixel, yeah. using them in everything. It's it's gross. Well, and the game the game format has, and they weren't the first ones to do that game format. You know, it's, it's Secret Hitler, it's uh, uh, any number of party games. Yeah, Werewolf that, that do that. Yeah, Werewolf. Werewolf yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Didn't even didn't even need a video game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, so they but that that they certainly have repopularized that gameplay style and now it's been used in a ton of other games. Right. There was uh, like, well. like trouble, like there was the, the, um, the, the Gary's mod trouble in terrorist town, mm-hmm. um, stuff like there that. There was the first ship. What was that one that you, you were oh, mentioning? Yeah. On just, Steam? just, just the ship. Yeah. Yeah. The ship. So, and the ship has a just, unique just spin on it. Yeah. The, the, the ship has a the unique ship. spin on it huh. called, uh, well, it basically, Instead of there being like one one bad person and everybody's just trying to go about their business, each person has secretly has someone that they're trying to go after, and so mm. it's like while you're trying to get your target, there's someone out there trying to hunt you, and mm. so that that's kind of where they they kind of stand themselves out just a little bit. Although I do love Secret Hitler as a party game; it's a it's a great yep. party game. So yeah, well, and and everybody knows Hitler's bad, so that's an easy. Easy one well, for sure. Well, it's kind of up for debate. Given <laughs> some recent oh, things that have come to light in the alternate history subreddit. <laughs> go go the, ahead. The alternate sub. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, mean, he, I, I wish was, them well with their was, success. Right. He was a vegetarian painter. How bad could he be? <laughs> and he was elected by a democratic process, which a lot of people forget. Um, Thanks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to another story. Um, real, a couple quickies. Bioware shared a teaser image saying Mass Effect will continue, so it looks like we'll be getting some new Mass Effect games eventually. Um, I I didn't love Andromeda. I thought it was a little repetitive, and I was disappointed they didn't come up with new aliens rather than recycling all the aliens from the old game. But, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't hate it. It was It certainly had some technical issues early on. I know you played it hunter quite a bit yeah i mean i played i i played all the way through it especially i started playing Mm. it after they did their big patches to it because i i had it but i was waiting for them to smooth it out and then when i started playing Mm. with it from a from a gameplay perspective i didn't have any issues or see anything that was goofy Mm. to me um the gameplay that times did seem repetitive but i think i was more enjoying it for the story um, I, I allowed myself to push through it because I was tr- I was wanting to finish the narrative portion of it, and then gotcha. I, I like there was a bunch of side stuff that I never even finished. Like I was really just trying mm. to push through the main quest line, 
Um, and so from that perspective, I enjoyed Andromeda a lot because I like the Mass Effect universe. And so this idea of um, humans that left during the second game are now like, what is it, almost a thousand years removed or something like mm. that in another a galaxy? 900 years? Yeah, yep. it's like another another galaxy somewhere that that kind of concept fascinates me just from like a storytelling perspective so mm. but but your criticisms are very well justified i i i'd be remiss to you know not point those out as well so yeah well i you know i'm excited to see what they can do with the franchise hopefully they get somebody with a really strong vision and a good narrative sense um so going back to uh, our Among Us story, actually, Minecraft Dungeons is now getting seasonal adventures, a battle pass, and a battle pass system. Um, not sure that's another game that really needed it, but um, okay. You know, there's also going to be a tower mode where you basically go through 30 different floors and fight against different mobs, and it gets harder and harder as you go. Um, so, yeah, I okay. We'll see how that plays out. I don't play it enough to to get excited about a a pass battle pass for that game. I don't I, think I'm just shocked that in a game called Minecraft Dungeons that you can't mine or craft anything. <laughs> like I, I expected yeah. it to at, at minimum be like the Lego games where you find like a pile of Legos and then hit the button and then mm. the guy builds a thing, you know, something. Uh but there is no such thing as even a pickaxe in the freaking game. So, yeah, I'm a little yeah. confused at uh, what we're trying to get at there. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's like my first Diablo. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they clearly just did the Minecraft branding, you know, the style for the visual style, but it really has nothing else in common. But now it's getting battle passes and. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, didn't think it needed it. No, no. I I can think of things that it needs, but that's not among them. <laughs> I mean, um, I I liked the game. It was kind of cool, but it, it yeah, it didn't hold my attention because I think I'm I'm kind of out of the demographic for it. So, well, you said well, it's, fr it's free on phones and stuff, or that uh, was no, that was oh, that, that was among other, yeah. Minecraft Dungeons. This this new tower mode is apparently going to be. So they are trying to like hook, get people hooked, I think, with that, and then get uh, them to like, buy the full it's game. Like Minecraft Onimusha. Mm. So, anybody remember Onimusha? Oh yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, the, and the game is free. It is included in Battle Pass. In the uh, sorry, not Battle Pass. Uh, game Pass, but it is not um, the DLC. And the DLC is where they've really expanded the game quite a bit. So you're losing out on a lot if you just play the the base game. Um, so right. what else we got aliens fire team elite which i played and quite enjoyed although uh you know it was a little little basic perhaps um they are promising a bunch of changes that will quote add more enjoyment unquote to the game so okay <laughs> by, um, by by whose definition <laughs> well they're saying that they're going to do a second season in starting in 2021 with a new game mode uh, four new weapons, more than 10 new attachments, some more cosmetics, new challenge cards, and then season three, which will be in the second quarter of 2022, will add even more content along with a new kit. Uh, and so, you know, they're, they're, they have a plan. 
Are they up to three season passes? Is that what you're saying? Uh, this is free content okay. updates. So they're I not. It, yeah, I figured they, it was, but I wasn't going to miss the opportunity to. Uh, well, yeah. You know. So they are, but they are planning stuff through the end of 2022. So at least they're they're sticking with it and trying to, um, give you you know some value for the money. I I hope that it succeeds because I think that they had something there that could be really great. It just needs, you know, a little bit of of polish and work perhaps. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, to me it was just kind of like, well, it's horde mode aliens mm. instead of zombies, but it's, you know, we'll, we'll 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 take the the look and feel of the aliens universe and put it in a game instead of modding it into Left 4 Dead, right? And okay, that's cool. But I, to me, it it was just kind of like a this isn't the best Left for Dead clone that's ever been. Yeah, they yeah, could have. You fair. know, you know what they could have done that would spice that shit right up, right? Is if they really went for it and really did make it a Left for Dead clone, and then there was adversarial multiplayer where mm. hey, four four Marines and four people get to play aliens. And, you know, they're the special funky aliens. So the alien that, like, spits or explodes or, like, mm -hmm. chokes you out or whatever, right? Like, and the choker could just be a face hugger. Whoa, who'd have thunk, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> little stealth shit that just jumps on somebody's face. Then it's like, oh, got to stop and rip the face hugger off a of hunter. <laughs> you know? I, I, it's 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 too easy, right? Like, and there have been other games that aped Left for Dead, like perfectly, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, um, and in fact, I was kind of shocked at some of these games, and and it was just like, oh wait, so there are like, there's four special zombie types in your game. What a shocker! Yeah, what a shock. Um, Earthfall was one. I think that was the name of it. That was aliens instead of zombies, but yeah. it was very, and that wouldn't that was actually pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. I'm thinking Vermintide, I, man. Like mm, Vermintide mm. is Left for Dead with swords instead yep. of guns. Yeah, yeah, totally. Although, well, there were some there were some great mods for Left for Dead that like you could do the Battle of Helm's Deep that was quite hysterical. Mm. So, well, speaking anyway. of horde modes, uh, Doom Eternal's latest update, which is version 6.66, in a, a little nod to the setting, I guess, uh, added a horde mode, so you can play that now if you have the game. And that is in the base game. It's not an add-on. Um, unfortunately, Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077 have been waiting to get a next-gen upgrade that CD Projekt Red promised, uh, they've pushed it back yet again, and now it's not coming out until 2022. So I'm yeah. waiting to play Cyberpunk until that comes out sure, on the that's theory fair. that they will have fixed everything. And, you know, they just keep pushing it back, which is a little frustrating. Yeah, I, I yeah, I hear you on that. You know, speaking of frustrating, uh, Destiny 2 is removing another destination and an entire campaign <laughs> next year. I'm just why I'm why just, do you I'm, need that? I mean I'm, come on. I'm you know what at this point I'm pissed at all that I ever even bought this game. Because the, the whole thing that I ever bought years ago doesn't even exist. The the game's fucking free to play now. Sorry, pardon my French, but like you know what I mean? It just yeah, it really yeah. it really sucks. So it it's bizarre to me. I have never I can't think of another game that has actively removed content that it was otherwise playable. 
from from the game. Yeah, I am mean, I, it's not even, am it's I not forgetting even, about something? It's not, it's not even locations, but it's like weapons and stuff like that. Now, like I get mm-hmm. that, like some games used to do like seasonal content, so like you know they would do like um, for a little while there with Battlefront, they would do like Ewok Hunt as like a seasonal thing, and then eventually they just turned that on full time because everybody loved it so much. But there, yeah, there has it, been because it used to be like Chick Fil A, right? Like every time we'd go to play the thing, it was closed because it was Sunday. Yeah, right. But like you can't play Ewok Hunt on Sunday. <laughs> that's right yeah but you know it's it's uh it's the weird thing Jesus about loves like zero what ewoks is that yeah. is that what i'm taking <laughs> away know, from that confirmed c3po is is the uh savior come yeah anyway <laughs> oh my god um born born in a manger c3po um anyway the uh the funny the funny thing about this is like I don't know at what point they retain players because how how can a new player get invested in something like this only to then like at some point have their stuff removed because they're doing some new thing. It's just like all that stuff that I earned is now gone or like I'm it really is confusing because it's not just like the locations it's the gear. Like gear yeah, is removed, yeah. you know. I don't, I don't freaking get it. So I've, I've already checked out of Destiny Two at this point. Um. So anyway, um, um, Kitten Sushi in our community, I know, still plays it quite a bit. I'll have to, you know, and he, he was just sort of shrugged and and said, well, I don't play that part of the game anymore. So maybe that's the reality for a lot of the the more hardcore players. But, uh, it just seems so odd to me that you take away stuff that works. I mean, it's in the game. It's it's functional. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Well, and speaking of games I haven't really played in a while, but uh, I actually appreciate more, Warframe um, is getting a big cinematic expansion coming in December. Now, I haven't played Warframe in a while, but I've always really appreciated the game and really liked what it did. Um, mm-hmm. There's just like a lot of games that I've played, but I think one of these community nights, we should get a group of us together and play, because I know Jim's played quite a bit. Uh, I know you were talking. You mentioned kitten. Kittens played quite a bit of it, um, mm-hmm. so it could be a, it could be a good community night game that we do. Yeah, and I think it was was it Dan that also uh, had played quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, Dan Dan in the community. Quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's enough people there that we could probably get a good a good time going in that game, and it's free to play, so you can't can't argue with that. It's a it's a much better free to play game in my opinion than Destiny Two. I'll get I'll, I'll say that much. So. Yes. Uh, a couple quickie slipways. I don't know if you guys remember this one. It is a getting a big uh, second free update, which adds new campaign missions and a bunch of added content and features. This game is this very lightweight strategy game. It tries to be like a super fast 4X game. And the missions are relatively contained. So you can kind of get in, play for half an hour and feel like you accomplished something. It's it's let me put it this way it is way better than you would ever expect if you kind of spend you know a little bit of time learning it it is super fun uh so i was excited to see that they're getting some free more free content in it nice um speaking of content uh boulder skate 3 uh is getting a patch that's going to be its biggest yet they say and adds equipable salami are, are you coming on to me I mean, maybe is that a, is, <laughs> you know, maybe, I mean maybe, yeah it's just a weird or maybe weird... maybe it's a salami in my pocket or I, or I could be uh, happy yeah. to see you one of the two that's I don't right. know how you that's pick right. yeah <laughs> I I mean this game is still in pre-release 
so it's uh it's interesting like i think they're they're cranking away at it they're trying to make it a lot of fun as they but but people can play as they're developing the game which is somewhat unique um they are expecting it to leave early access next year so uh you if you if that interests you you know where to get your equipable salami yes your equipable oh boy uh, um go ahead i was gonna i was gonna ask uh jim about uh beekeeping since we saw in the new farming simulator 22 trailer a bunch of new animals including bees which I guess aren't quite animals, but we'll we'll ignore Bees. that. Bees. That's right. Oh yes. Um, I actually, I, I mean, I I can't say that Farming Simulator has grabbed me to the point it has grabbed many people, but I do enjoy it. Um, I just think just... this is like a sad attempt to get Brad Wardell interested in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brad's uh, Brad's got. Uh, the CEO of Stardock has uh, uh, a pretty extensive or bee colony on his property. Or who is it? Is it um, who's that famous actor? Um, I think Shawshank Redemption. Um, Tom Hanks or no? Nicholas Tom Hanks. Was just, um, I was thinking of the Green Mile, <sighs> not Morgan Shawshank. Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Apparently in Louisiana, Morgan Freeman has a lot of property and he has, he, I think it was Louisiana is where he lives. It's either there or Mississippi. I can't remember where he's got this big estate and he started a whole beekeeping colony thing there. And he just hires people to come keep bees on his property or whatever it is. But yeah. Morgan yeah. Freeman. It just, I, well, there's, there's actually there. a lot of money in that because you can rent your bees out to farms that need fertile or not fertilizing pollination. Um, so they will actually like transport a beehive to somewhere and then set it up and let the bees hit the field. Cause oh, that, I guess that's like how they fertilize, uh, fertilize. Pollinate. Yes. I hear you. Pollinate, pollinate. Uh, uh, like the almond crop in California. It's all by like artificial bee transportation thing. Cause they just don't have bees in California anymore, I guess. So, so there you go. Um, Cool. Moving right along. Uh, apparently, in Skyrim, they've got uh, spider grenades. How does that make you feel, Jim? You like you want to you want a spider grenade to the face? Um, it would be appropriate, perhaps, in Deep Rock Galactic. Yes, maybe. Yeah, but I think I think this, this is, is a different spider grenade. Yeah, this is something that's actually been in Skyrim since the Dragonborn DLC. But it was only you had to like go through a bunch of hoops. It was only one very specific spot in the game. Uh-huh. And you but you can actually get uh spider pods that if you uh use them to craft spider scrolls, you can equip one and throw it at an enemy. And it will then create a pet spider that follows you around. Oh, I was expecting it to be like Dwemer Tech stuff where you have like a little mechanical mm. wind-up spider and then you throw it at somebody and it sticks to them and blows up. Well, one of the interesting things about it is there's a mind control variety of these spiders that you can la- that'll latch onto your target and it'll make them your ally for 30 seconds. So you can actually... 
complete the Dark Brotherhood quest line without actually killing anybody that way. Wow. Which seems interesting. So, yeah, I mean, with, with the Skyrim Anniversary Edition having come out uh, this week, I thought it was an interesting little thing, just a reminder of how much stuff is in Skyrim these days, um, especially so, with the Anniversary Edition. So the Anniversary Edition, did they, did they like, give you all the workshop stuff that they've been selling all along? Yes, that, all of so... the Creator Club content is now included in the game. And how did the and... people that bought that feel? Well, I mean, they, they've been playing it probably for a couple of years now, so I, I think they probably yeah. got their money's worth. But they did add unique content just for the Anniversary Edition. One of the things they added was fishing. So there's a whole fishing system in the game now that was not there uh, before Anniversary Edition. Um, I believe they added some other, a couple other things into the game. And some of the features actually got put in the base game. Uh, the special edition if you don't buy the anniversary edition. So they, they seem like they at least tried to be um, somewhat fair to people who... Oh, so so you don't get the anniversary edition because you own five other versions of it, right? So... Correct. It's yeah. a $20 DLC that you have to buy for special edition. <sighs> but fishing, though. Fishing. That might make it worth it. No. Yeah, that's. The, I'm surprised that's nobody the modded fishing in out the hook. Oh, <laughs> see what he did. Yes, yes. Very <laughs> intentional. Yeah, Tommy I, Gold, ladies and gentlemen. I know, I know. Um, yeah, I, you know, it, it, I, I started <laughs> playing again. Um, I was reminded just how how bad these games look from ten years ago. My nostalgia goggles were, you know, clouding my memory of how how the game looked. Um, and, but of course, if you play with any of the graphics mods to improve the graphics, it disables achievement. So I'm doing a, a um, they have a hardcore survival mode in the game where you have to eat and sleep. Otherwise you start losing stamina and health. So I'm, and there's no fast travel in that. So I'm doing a run in survival mode uh, right now with no mods so that I can get achievements on Steam um, for is it. Is that also brand new in this version i believe Survival it might mode. have okay it, it might have been a mod before but it's it's part of the base game now oh cool so so you do get the mods that are the official mods and you can get achievements if those are enabled correct right. correct but you can't get third-party mods which is where all the graphical upgrades see all the are. all the sexy waifus and whatnot <laughs> yes yeah yes. about that anyway um brought so to you by I, our sponsor lovers labs <laughs> yeah no wow no i i i well all right uh, sims 4 has a lot of content on lovers lab let's just leave it there but the <laughs> really what was the, the oh yeah the website again i'm sorry yeah, yeah love yeah. lovers lab no, yeah um the interesting thing for me about the anniversary edition is I have not touched any of the creator club content, right? So getting it all in a bundle for 18 bucks on sale or, or through game pass. If you, if you get the, uh, if you have game pass ultimate, you get 10% off DLC. So it's $18 instead of 20, um, for the PC version or Xbox, but you have to buy it separately for each platform, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, I, 
I was pleasantly surprised at how much they had added at the same time. Like they've got backpacks in that you need to increase your carry weight. That's, that's the primary way that you can carry more stuff. And in survival mode, you can carry less stuff to begin with. So it's actually super important to have uh, a backpack, but uh, all of that to say, you know, it, there is, there is quite a bit there. So it's worth a try if you enjoyed Skyrim uh, 10 years ago, like I did, and, and are ready to, to revisit uh, Tamriel. Nice. All right, what else we got here? Well, if, uh, you're, still in a, if you're still in a Dune mood, there is a, a game out there. I'm, you know, I saw some stuff about this one, and it didn't really uh, get my attention, but Star Sand... Uh, strands you in a baking hot desert while you try to survive, and there's sandworms. So, so it's it's desert bus, but with worms. <laughs> I, yeah, yes. They have smiling camels too, which I think is is pretty special. Well, I'm sold. Um, then that, that did it right yep. there. Uh, last but not least, in our general news, uh. The SteamWorld franchise has been an interesting one if you've followed it at all. The original game is still one of my favorite platformers. The, the direct sequel, SteamWorld 2, is even better than the original, but I, they're both worth playing. But they did a couple spinoffs which have not been as well received, set in the same universe where you have sort of steampunky robots running around and all the humans are, are seemingly gone from the world. This next one, the fifth game in the series, is a 3D co-op game. Uh, it looks a lot like if you ever played Oddworld Stranger's Wrath, which was a first-person shooter set in the Oddworld universe. It reminds me a lot of that. Um, so it's called SteamWorld Headhunter, um, and I think it's coming out late next year. So keep an eye out for that if that sounds interesting to you. Woot woot. Moving on to our Xbox PC section. Um, I, we didn't, we didn't add it to this, but I do want to mention that, uh, just the other day there was the star Wars battlefront three mod for star Wars battlefront two that dropped. Um, I downloaded the five gig file from mod DB last night. And so I'm going to probably try that out today, but the trailer looks fantastic. The story behind it's very interesting. Cause there's actually a big to do about star Wars battlefront three. There was this whole controversy around it being canceled. And then there was like the assets you know, someone tried to actually remake the game with it, um, and they got Steam approval at one point. I don't know if you guys remember that whole thing. And then they had to stop, of course, because they, you know, there was like there was a whole big thing about it at one point. But uh, this mod for Battlefront Two essentially utilizes a lot of the the assets that were supposed to be for Three, and makes a pretty pretty cool looking mod. And I'm really excited about it. So there you go. The uh... Other interesting mod that came to light recently lets you combine Crusader Kings 3 and Mountain Blade 2. So when you get into a battle in Crusader Kings, it basically spawns that battle into the Mountain Blade 2 engine, and you can actually run around and fight uh, in first person to, to complete your battle and then go back to the Crusader Kings 3 you know, world map view. Uh, I just thought that was so creative and so novel to combine two games like that. Um, that really, really tickled my fancy. So that's pretty neat. We have a couple 
interesting things going on with Minecraft. We talked a little bit about Minecraft Dungeons earlier. Uh, Minecraft now on PC, though, has a unified launcher. So it has one launcher that handles Minecraft Java, Minecraft Bedrock, and uh, Minecraft Dungeons. So you can kind of go one place and, and pick what you want to play. Great Along with that, nice. Yeah, well, at least now you have one instead of three, because there were true. three separate ones. Now, what uh, would be really dope right. is if it also supported mod management, like uh, you used to do with the Discord, or not Discord, the Curse app. Yeah. Twitch app, yep. That would have been lovely. I miss that a lot, actually. The mod, the mod scene in Minecraft is terrible. To go down, you have to go to these weird, shady sites to download the mods. God knows what spyware you're installing when you put them on your computer. I mean, it's just very, very, very suspicious. So Java is perfectly safe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Minecraft also got a platypus mod, which you know platypuses are awesome. So I was excited to see that. That's that is all. Hunter. Table for two, my dear yes, friend. That's my I know that you yeah. you feel the need to have your achievements externally validated. Well, you know, I I need a lot of validation in my life, though. You know, I just like I usually feel underwhelmed and underprepared, and I just need some kind of validation in life. Well, Epic Games has you covered because they've added an achievement system to the Epic Game Store. Finally, it's only taken two years. Uh, Seen some interesting know. comments about it that it has some problems, but uh, I'm sure they'll get those ironed out here. I don't hopefully. think that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna help my self esteem here, bud. And like, I think. Uh... <laughs> you know what? What would be great is if the achievements were actually in the store, like browsed 300 games, achievement unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, with all the free games they're giving away, I'm wondering if they're going to get those developers to go back and add the achievements into those games, because many of them had been on Steam, have achievements on Steam, but you get nothing for playing them on the Epic Store. So uh, to me, that's a bit of a disincentive to play the free version. So I hope they, I I hope they pull that off. I can't say I have ever used achievements in a game other than as a laundry list of, oh, there's a feature that I missed. Like, I didn't realize that you could do this thing. So that sounds interesting. Let me go do it. But it, I, as far as actually, like, giving a shit what my score is, it's just never hmm. been on my radar. I, in the early 360 days, when achievements first came out, I was uh, working pretty hard to get as many achievements as I could. Uh, when then I had kids and had other responsibilities, so I, I kind of fell out of that. But I enjoy them when they're creative. If I just get an achievement for beating each level in the game and there's 15 levels, like, whatever. But if it's something like, okay, you managed to uh, do the sliding dash move and shoot two people while you were sliding, like, that's an interesting challenge to me. And I'll, I'll you know, usually go and at least give it a shot. Uh, All right. So... So well, yeah, I mean, that's, they, may, they that's can make cool. the game better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, just, Microsoft... I just remember, oh, I just remember like people would go out and buy games mm. just, just because like I can mine achievements out of, yes. you know, this game that I would never, ever play. Yeah, that's where it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And people do that with trading cards uh, on Steam, I know as well. Uh, and that never made a lot of sense to me. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a huge market for it where they're trying to hack people's accounts just so they could trade cards and steal assets. It's weird well, how well, like a lot you, of nothing were, were, is worth a lot of something. You know what I mean? Like it. Yeah, well, they had a problem with people just putting asset flip games up on Steam mm-hmm. and getting the cards in it, and then they would sell their like dollar game because it had cards, right? What? Yeah. People wouldn't even bother playing the game, and then it would become like. Oh, installed the game. Achievement unlocked. Here's all the cards. <laughs> Blam. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Paid a dollar. Um, yeah, but apparently you could then turn around and sell the cards that you were mining. It, it was like Valve's Bitcoin or something. I, I don't know, man. It's strange. I well, just find yeah. the Valve system for selling cards and stuff is so freaking obnoxious. Like, I just want to take all my cards and, that are in my inventory and just be like, put them all up for a penny, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're undermining the economy. Yeah, their, mar- their market system is a little strange, that is for sure. Um, moving right along, though, Microsoft has announced that they're going to be doing a 512 and a 2 terabyte Xbox Series X slash S expansion card. Now, they had terabyte ones. But I guess people were like, maybe that's a little too much. They're a little too pricey, so they came out with a a half size one to lower the price, so people could have a little extra storage of some some form. I'm assuming. So yes, yes. Uh, the list price for these is a hundred and fifty dollars for the five twelve. The one terabyte is still at two twenty, and I believe the two terabyte is four fifty. So uh, as much as the console. <laughs> Basically, go buy, new, go buy a new graphics card. Just look, you know. Well, I the, I I will say, given that you have to run games from the Series X, you know, super fast SSD storage, the fact that they are producing bigger ones is a good thing because I know I'm out of space on my Series X uh, already uh, with the one terabyte. So I'm actually yeah. eagerly well, un- waiting for these uninst- to hit the uninstall, market. Uninstall Call of Duty Warzone, and you'll be okay. That's all. Yeah, well, you're you're not wrong. I mean, it's 250 gig of the uh, of the two terabytes that I have available, minus a little bit. So yeah, it's it's yeah. pretty. Well, sneaky. the next the next Call of Duty game should just come pre-installed on an SSD. <laughs> you stick in the back. And the then console. cartridges right. are back, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that's what Nintendo did essentially with those small micro like um. You know, essentially, flash storage is what it looks like. Uh, uh, some for kind the of you, yeah, some kind of unique tech for the Switch to put their games on like that, and that's not a terrible idea though. I mean, like we're at a point where these games are getting so ridiculous that like maybe you know there's some kind of new hardware tech where like a game comes just pre-installed on its own drive, and you know you have to uh, um, Atari that that sucker on the top of your PC and you know well what so what would maybe solve the problem right is like sd cards are cheap so if you could stick your game on an sd card right and then just make it a a read-only sd card and some kind of technology that makes it like hella fast i mean the 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 theory is sound but the 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 tech for an sd card is terrible for that but your your concept oh, is. Is, is strong, but yeah. I'm I'm just looking at like a a super cheap P 
piece of storage chip. It not sure. literally an SD card, but you know, I mean, an SD card is basically like a SIM card for your phone, right? It's just like a little wafer of plastic with a with a little bit of uh, copper on it, right? So well. Uh, I'm going to preview a story from later on in our tech section, which is actually talking about data crystals, where a oh, yes. team in the University of Southampton uh, were able to store data using high-speed lasers to write to a five-dimensional silica structure. So they're actually write, using lasers to write uh, into the diamond or, or into the crystal um, data. Which, how how is it five dimensional though? That's that's just the way that it's described. I don't actually see a oh. whole lot of detail. So it actually like they use a laser and open a tesseract in some <laughs> crystal. Oh, that's, that's not okay. dangerous. Okay, actually, here's here's a description. These are technically cubes, giving the 3D portion of 5D. The 4D comes from how light reacts with the structure, and 5D is a bit more complicated, but it uses an effect called strength of retardance, which also is largely about how light reacts. So the idea of <laughs> using the way the light reacts with a crystal, I guess, is the is the key there. But um, it's pretty amazing that we're actually getting something that was science fiction uh, even, you know, now that that it looks like it's actually coming to light. And then, uh, and then uh, see what I literally like, it will be the GameCube because you have a cube and then you drop a cube on the cube and then it well this is again. this is definitely very stargate right like you know because in stargate all of, like the gould technology used crystal technology and mm. then the then the humans were able to adapt that later on and so like a lot of their their technical equipment was using crystal technology so that's kind of an interesting concept or like um, organic storage right but that, then it would be like a tamagotchi it's like oh i forgot to feed my game and it died <laughs> well well you know in in two like farscape and both stargate atlantis explored the idea of organic style uh, spaceships that was actually one of the interesting concepts of atlantis was the wraith ships because they were organic they had they could only fly through hyperspace for so long before they had to stop and regenerate because of the radiation in space mm. so that was like but then, an interesting... but then you gotta like swing by pet smart and get a bag of ship food and... <laughs> yeah oh, no. but anyway the crystal technology thing sounds interesting for sure but moving back to our xbox and pc section age of empire 4 devs uh age of empires for devs um uh, really going to start thinking they're they're they're, they're gonna do it this time about <laughs> console version of the game now age of empires 4 is a lot of fun I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, I've done some multiplayer matches with a few different people on it already. Um, I, I really enjoy it. It's quite challenging, which is nice. It's nice to feel like having a challenge again to, you know, learn new tactics and um, ways of doing things, how the units work and so on and so forth. So uh, I've been enjoying it, but putting it on the console, that I mean, that's an interesting idea. And I mean, I know that the Xbox technically can use a mouse and keyboard, but well, this you know, is one, I, this is a strategy I game. Of, I just don't see a controller for. No, I th I thought of a way to do it. Right, so you can you can use the shoulder buttons to like summon up your build menu, and you don't have to like click the building to build the guys because if you have the building, you'll you'll just have that type of guy in your menu of you know queue up dudes, right? 
and then if you recruit a hero then the hero is what you actually directly control and all the troops just stick to him like you know like mountain blade and then you just use the stick and run the hero around and mm. it's kind of I mean, like a top-down I mean, muso game i mean kind of but like there's not even controller support for the pc version so yeah i'm, I'm saying it would be a slightly different game but it could be done but uh, i don't know man like I, I know they came out with like Command and Conquer on the Nintendo uh, 64 or some crazy bullshit. Uh, it was StarCraft. Like, StarCraft was 64. It? Yeah. Oh, that yeah was, StarCraft uh, 64. How did that notorious. Turn out? It, not well. <laughs> um, interestingly, though, there are some recent examples of doing strategy games on console. Uh, Stellaris has a full, you know, the full game is on console. It, is a completely different code base though than the PC version. So they have to uh, port the code into the console version. So it's about a year behind the PC in terms of, of uh, new, new races and things getting added. Uh, the other one I know was the, um, oh my gosh, age of age of, age of wonders, age of wonders, planet fall. Yes. Uh, that the side more recent sci-fi one was also uh, available on console. I played it on a console with the controller, and actually, it was pretty good. There were a couple times when it was a little fiddly to like select individual units from your your army, but it was doable. So there there's some prior art there that they could look at, I think, to to pull it off. Nice. All right, take us home here, Mel. Microsoft is definitely making, in in quotes, definitely making a new version of One Versus 100. Uh, this was a game show on 15 years ago now that Microsoft made a live service game out of where you actually could play in the, in the game and re win real prizes, real money on the 360. So it was a pretty cool game that they ran for maybe two years. Yeah, I played and... many hours of that. It was, it, it, what it reminded me of is, you know how they have like that bar game trivia thing? Like, mm -hmm. used to be, I don't know if that's a thing anymore, but like in the 90s, right, or whatever, you'd go out to a bar and you'd get a little remote and then there was like a quiz show that would play across like all bars in the universe and, you know, everybody that had a remote was in the game. It was basically this. Um, so I thought that was really cool. You could sit in the living room with your Xbox controller and play a an elimination thing like that mm -hmm. they they could call it trivia royale wow <laughs> yeah i mean it 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 seems like, like there is plenty yeah it seems like there's plenty of opportunity for this to work it's just somebody needs to actually go and do it and i think it, it it's great that microsoft's taking a a stab at it so yeah or Yay. epic can do it and it would be like a a Fortnite quiz show and it's all Fortnite trivia. Oh God, please no. Hey, did you hear that Fortnite is now banned in China? Yes, I did. Yeah. They shut it down. Ah, all right. Speaking of crazy, uh, retro stuff. So scum VM, guess how old that is, Jim? 40 years. Oh, too high. Okay. 35 too high mm, 20 
Oh, I, I'm oh. I'm thinking the Scum engine itself. I don't know how much uh, the virtual Scum, Scum VM turns 20 years old and gets an update. So for all you retro enthusiasts out there, happy birthday, did Scum! They, now, did they did they update it to cram it into RetroArch on Steam? No, what? no. Okay. Um, they did add. Uh, it's now runs all you know all the Sierra games, all the LucasArts games. It runs a bunch of one-off you know small adventure games from the 80s and 90s. It runs all of the Infocom text adventures. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've been expanding it quite a bit um, over the last, you know, several years. So, so it does you, a lot. Could you use that and then put the words on the screen? Like, here, here's like words you could choose from it, it doesn't to do a text do adventure. Because you yeah. can do text adventures on consoles at that point, and that opens up a yep. whole market for nobody. Well, yeah. A handful of nostalgia people, I suppose. Yeah. One other thing that it does that might be of more interest is both Ultima 4 and Ultima 6 had um, new engines being developed to use the original assets and up-res them and do th and, you know, things like that. But now uh, ScumVM incorporated those into its, its overall architecture oh, so you can oh, play those too. So that's noteworthy now because, yes. Yeah, if I if I can play Ultima Four and I don't have to like remember spell names to type in, we're good. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, there's there's definitely a a lot there. The big thing though is that ScumVM isn't just you know re like launching this in DOSBox, right? A lot of these games you go and find the DOS version and play it, but. ScumVM actually understands all of the art, understands all the, the audio files and all that. And so it can be ported to any system. Um, so it's a really big thing for games preservation that we, we now understand how these games worked and can recreate them in ScumVM. Really cool. Here's, here's a fun story that I actually am kind of entertained by because Dune is such a big thing. The uh, Game Boy Advance unreleased Dune game is being revived. However, it's it's getting a, a different kind of their 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 Mario Brothers twoing this one. So, <laughs> so basically, what what happened is is they've they've got this thing. They've gotten the the rights to the game. Um, they can release the game. However, they could not renew the Dune IP. So they're having to retool it and, and remove any of the Dune references and do some tweaking to it to actually release it. But originally it was a uh, like a, an Ornithopter assault style game. Um, done kind of in the style of the Dune miniseries from the Sci-Fi Channel back in the day. Um, a lot of the stuff, like a lot of the imagery in the... Uh, the menus and the character stuff and costumes looks very much like from that. So, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. I, I'd be kind of curious to see it, but it's too bad they couldn't get the Dune IP, though. I, it would have been pretty fun to see that actual game released in its uh, originality. So, uh, before we get into our big retro story for, for today, uh, I wanted to mention that Racing Lagoon, which is a Square Enix, um, or Squaresoft originally, it was kind of a cult hit uh, racing RPG. It never made it out of Japan, but uh, somebody finally translated it. So we have, 22 years after the game came out, a localization patch for it, which looks pretty exciting. This was for... The uh, I want to say it was the Nintendo Entertainment System, but now I'm 
I'm not seeing the reference, but um, if that's a, something that sounds interesting to you, go check out Racing Lagoon from Square. All right. Big, big retro news. Let's talk about this. Um, so Grand Theft Auto has been an interesting series to follow over the years, uh, especially since the introduction of Grand Theft Auto 3. I think people have kind of always looked forward to the next crazy adventure set in the GTA universe. Like, what are they going to do next? Um, so after all these years and after shutting down, you know, <laughs> game modders, they are finally coming down with their GTA trilogy definitive edition that includes GTA three vice city and San Andreas. Uh, however, this, this has been, uh, God, this is probably some of the worst game launching news in a while that we've had. That's just this, this big, I mean, people thought, you know, cyberpunk 2077 was terrible, but I mean, I think comparatively, this is just ridiculous. So it kind of starts off where they're getting ready to launch the game. And then all of a sudden they have to pull it because there's files in the game. They realized that weren't supposed to be there. And what's funny is, is in our Discord over here, Mellified and I were both like uh, taking pot shots at what this could be. He called uh, Hot Coffee Mod 2.0. I said probably more music bullcrap that they didn't get licensing for. Come to find out, we were both right. <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah. it, 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 both both of these things happened. So they found that there was the the hot coffee stuff that was in there that they had to pull back out yet again. And there was like something like 20 songs missing over the different radio stations throughout the game. So um, I, some... I can't believe that hot coffee is still controversial. Like they would have to take it out. It because why? Like the only reason anybody gave a shit back then is because it's like, well, we can't sell this uh, uh, thing that's got weird adult shit in it at Walmart. So that Walmart's going to take us off the shelves. Hey, it ain't on Walmart's shelf, so whatever. Yeah, have you played a Duke Nukem game? Anybody? Like, yeah, it it definitely seems strange that they wouldn't just restore that content. It wasn't a big deal in the game either. They, like, they, it was I, I'm just, surprised they didn't sell it as DLC. Well, be like yeah, the historic I mean, hot coffee mod for I mean, and, four ninety nine. And honestly, there are far worse things in GTA five. I mean, you can go to strip clubs and get lap dances all day long. And what was in that hot coffee thing was basically no worse than what you can get in GTA five today. In all honesty. So it's like, I mean, I, I really think that a lot of people don't care these days, but it's just, it's really super interesting how the launch of this game is a super mess. The textures for, the characters are a stupid mess. There's a whole bunch of just issues already with like, you know, Melified was talking before the show about the rain pixels just being out of whack where you couldn't see anything. There's just all kinds of stuff that are just going uh, awry with this. And it kind of makes you a little pissed because it, they shut down that modding group who was in my, in my personal opinion, wasn't doing anything illegal or wrong. And yet Rockstar had such a stick up their butt because they wanted to release their own version of their games in a uh, facelift style to their liking 
that you know it kind of makes me wish i could i i'm gonna go look and see if these guys are still have their mod out there somewhere if i can find it because i'm i'm not gonna purchase this myself personally but until they make it right i just don't see the point well one thing i would say is i really would have thought calling it the definitive edition they would have put more than zero effort into this like it really is sort of disgusting that they're taking 60 dollars for these games that we probably all have two or three times over uh and and not doing anything to improve them oh i didn't realize it was a full price release Holy well it's shit. 60 bucks for all three of the Do you know doesn't matter yeah well i'm like 15 bucks for all three maybe you got me but no yeah, I would have said something like like twenty to forty dollars for it would have been a little bit more reasonable. I feel sixty dollars for all three in their quote unquote definitive edition just sounds like right. Get, yeah, like us, if you is, if yeah, you want to play the cards not working out, like what's going on? <laughs> if you want to play the actual definitive edition, just get the PlayStation Two emulator, stick the ISO in, crank the graphics up to like fourteen forty p. Right, and well, be fine. Well, and all, and and for what it's worth, on Steam you can actually get. There's already mods for the Steam versions that add in any missing content and make the graphics look really good and plays really well. So it's like at this point, that's hilarious. Like they did that. It's just like the game's been out overnight, and boom, here's mods that fix it. That's how much effort no, that Rockstar no. put in. No, I'm talking about like the like you can get oh, oh, not definitive like you like you can get the original on Steam still, and just right. mod it mod it all to hell. But like when the game comes out, I guarantee you modders are gonna get their hands on this and try and fix well, it. I just don't I just don't want to pay sixty dollars to wait for that. Hang yeah. on, they pulled the originals off Steam, so you can't buy them anymore. That was wait. part of the controversy here. Oh, because shoot, when they released, I missed that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, when they, when they released the Definitive Edition, which is only available through Rockstar's launcher, by the way, uh, they pulled the originals off of Steam, so you can't buy the originals anymore, and the Definitive Editions are garbage. That's you know? terrible. So it's really, really crappy. Brought to, your, brought to you by our sponsor, The Pirate Bay. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. It it really just, you know, companies complain about piracy. It's a great point, Jim, because companies complain about piracy. But in situations like this, when the company is just, you know, putting zero effort into these things, it's hard not to feel justified. Uh, I just, I really am disappointed. I really hope they, they make this right for people who bought these or at least offer free refunds. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Well, and this is out on all the consoles and everything, and it is out on disc. So there are people who theoretically can pull, extract those songs off of the file system that they're illegally distributing. Air quotes. So, like, are they going to have to do a recall and pull those those uh, games out of stores right before Christmas? It'll be interesting to see. Huh. It's not like the music industry is shy about suing people, so. Yeah, well, yeah. All right, well, we're going to move on to our VR section here. It's just a big disappointment, and that's all that is. Yeah, but anyway, in our VR section here, uh, Microsoft says that it has metaverse plans for Halo, Minecraft, and other games. And yet, I'm still sitting over here scratching my head going, what the hell even is metaverse? So, <laughs> well, there you go. 
for some reason, I, I swore I pasted the story in our show notes, but I don't see it. Um, Facebook announced that they are renaming their corporate entity to Meta. Yeah. They are uh, also announced that you will be able to not use a Facebook account with your Oculus headset, which is a big deal for a lot of us who prefer not to have Facebook in our, that's done, in our business. That's done, that's done in cloud. You put it under cloud there. Oh, that's weird. I just pasted it wrong. My bad. Yeah, the what Oculus Quest. Yeah. At like midnight last night. Um, I, think, I think Babylon B had the best article that covered Meta. Mm. It, was, it was talking about how God had also developed this virtual reality platform called the Universe, where you can interact <laughs> with other people. And oh well, did you see? Did you see uh, Iceland's video? Where uh, I, yeah, the tourist thing. Yeah, yeah, we're like Iceland's like welcome to Icelanders. Like we've we've got a great place for you with water that is wet that you can interact with, mm-hmm. and horses that you can ride and touch, and like <laughs> look at this yeah, volcanic totally rock. Fun you with can, it. <laughs> look at this volcanic rock. You can you can pet it. <laughs> like, it's just, it's like yeah. and you can stand next to a waterfall like this one and this one and this one. <laughs> Oh, man, they, yes. they had a lot of fun with that one. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm excited, like I say, to get rid of the Facebook uh, login yes. requirement or account requirement. They have confirmed that if you've already attached your Facebook and Oculus accounts, that you can divorce them without yeah, but, losing any of the content you paid for, which is but, also good. But if I only have a Facebook account just to log into the Oculus, right, then the, it's like, okay, now you have to go make another account on the meta thing. But I still right. have an account that's in the same terrible ecosystem. Now it's just under a different name, right? And it may be in the same database for all we know. So what really changed? It's it's more like, oh, we're gonna make everybody re-register. The hope is the hope is that at least they are not tying your Facebook identity directly to your Oculus gamer identity. Because like you don't have a choice with the the quest right if you want to be friends with somebody you have to basically friend them on facebook which is yeah. a totally different well yeah, i have people is, that i game with i don't want my facebook profile yeah, well, not that, that i use facebook that's, but. that's yeah, true same. it makes sense for the meta like interpersonal connection stuff i guess yeah all right well moving on to our nintendo news this this one just makes me sad it's just more nintendo being nintendo um Nintendo Switch Online's N64 games need some work. So there's been tons of coverage on this. I mean, you can look at it anywhere, like on YouTube, Reddit, just Google search. You'll see there's a ton of people that are very disappointed, but their emulation work for their N64 games is quite crap. Um, yeah. The, the, the games are the games don't play as well. They don't look as good. Um, and this is just yet another thing. And, and man, th- this is where I... I wish more developers would realize that the community is already doing the Lord's work and they're making like the community is fixing a lot of these things themselves. And it's I'm surprised they didn't just steal an emulator like they did the last time. Yeah. Yeah, With the the NES classic. Was it? Yeah. 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 And so, I mean, it, it just really, it just really surprises me when you see this kind of stuff. And I guess Nintendo's justification is, well, it's a free emulator. So we're just going to package it in with our stuff. So, but yet they're making money off of it, so how do you justify that? But yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah. But at the, you know, it's 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 really it's you know, I get that Nintendo says like, well, look, we we see a market for this, and we're trying to fill that void. But it's just like you guys are doing it wrong. Like, stop, 
Stop doing it well, this way. Have have respect for your customers and have respect for the game developers who made these games originally and have respect for your own brand. Like it's called the Nintendo 64. Your name's in the friggin' like I just show <laughs> show respect to it and and do a good job. Otherwise don't friggin' do it. And it it really irks me because they're charging extra money on the annual membership for their online service to get access to these as well as some Genesis games. And yet they they just half-assed it by by all measures. So uh the only bright spot I will say is that they do have Sin and Punishment on there, which is probably the best uh N64 game ever made. Um it is a rail shooter which is spectacularly good. Um Well, come come back to me when they figure out how to get Conker's Bad for a Day working. Because no one uh, can get that one working. Yeah, well, the interesting thing I was going to say, though, is even Sin and Punishment, they screwed it up. Because on the original controller, the C buttons, which were the yellow buttons, were used to, to maneuver your view. But on the uh, Switch version, they didn't differentiate. And so you, your shoot button and your left and right view button are the same. So right. you end so up they, having to they... shoot as you turn. They did their button. They they remapped the N sixty four controllers to some weird janky thing that just screws it all up. Yes, yeah, yes, it's... that's probably a good good summary. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Rumor has it that the Metroid uh, Prime Switch remaster is wrapping up, according to industry insiders. Um. I again, it's kind of like, why just why not finish making the Metroid Prime that you said you were going to make five years ago and <laughs> I. I don't know. It just it's stupid. Um and then it looks like that Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are Unity Engine games, which is kind of what? interesting. Uh yeah. Yeah, bring that to PC. Let's go. Well, that's yeah. that's why I put this in here because I was like, "Oh, that that means it is literally just a checkbox to release this for PC." Because all they have to do is compile it for P- the existing game for PC or Xbox or whatever they want to and they could release Pokemon on everything. Oh god forbid that their source code get hacked. <laughs> <laughs> nudge well, wink nudge keep in mind, hackers go. <laughs> keep in mind, I mean it's easy to forget this and I I often do myself. Nintendo is only one third owner of the Pokemon company that owns the Pokemon IP. So Theoretically, if the other two thirds of the company decided to release Pokemon on PC, Nintendo can't stop them. Yeah, which is so. So, do you have it in the show notes about the most Nintendo thing that has happened all week? Maybe not. That's all the Nintendo stories we have. What are you thinking of? Oh, the irony that the Switch gets a native Twitch app. Yes, yes, I I call that out on our Discord too. Like, how funny is that? It's like, said, you're not I allowed to watch that. our games on it, <laughs> but... Here, watch watch other people's games. Yeah, that was what was so funny to me, because there was that whole to-do where they were going after streamers for quite a while there, and all of a sudden now there's a native Twitch app on their platform, and you're like, wait a second, stop. Well, like, I just wonder if it's aware that, oh, you're watching a Nintendo stream, and then it pops up like a, <laughs> a purchase box. It's like, oh, you have to throw in a dollar to watch this Nintendo stream. Oh man. Yeah. No, that was, that was, that was, that was very funny. I remember when that got posted, I said that too. Um, 
so moving on to playstation news i'm surprised that we didn't put uh, more in here there's there's i i looked been, i actually been, really well, looked there's been two incidences really recently where the PlayStation 5 has been hacked with two ex two unique exploits. They're two completely different exploits. Yep. Um and then there's also this PS5 CMOS battery death will lock you out of your PlayStation Plus library. So the, Yeah, the, 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 so let's talk about the hacks for a second. Yeah. Um at least one of them that I saw is root keys that are used to sign digitally sign games so they will run on the system have been found in memory on the on the machine so with those extracted theoretically you could sign homebrew and it would run on any playstation available right, and that's which really would, hard all you have to do is self-sign a root kit and then it blows the whole machine open right right so the problem for sony is they have no way to chain, like invalidate that root key without breaking all the games that they've already sold on disk. Because if you put that game on disk in, it's going to have that old key. So they have to allow that key, right? Otherwise, they they would have to replace all those games. Oh, that's so they're they're <laughs> screwed. I mean, this is this is as bad as it gets, guys. I didn't. I I the other exploit I didn't even really pay attention to the details, but this one I specifically did a lot of reading on. So yeah, how did, yeah. how so did they get? How did they dump the RAM off of the console? They because they tapped it. They actually put leads on the RAM chips and pulled the as it's writing and reading memory. They pulled the the bytes off. Right. Yeah. Wow. And then um, uh, Modern Vintage Gamer has a couple of videos about this that were pretty that were pretty stellar because he actually was able to talk to on Twitter one of the guys who found one of the exploits, and they're not apparently the other one they're not revealing to Sony um like there's there's one exploit that they're they're choosing not to reveal right now uh, this is this is what i read as of as of like us talking about it so that could change by the time you guys are hearing this podcast so just fyi but um that's just pretty crazy like i've i've been calling this for a while now i feel like i feel like sony has run into more issues of like account breaches um issues with people's uh stuff like this you know the PS5 battery death is is nuts, and then I'll, now you've got these two exploits. It's like how how Sony doesn't go the the way of Sega at this point in my in my view is beyond me because they already are starting well, to put way more of their software on PC. They're starting to really explore that avenue more than they've ever done before. And now you've got more hardware issues with their console. They're going to have to release a brand new version of their console just to get out of this mess. But they, um, but it doesn't matter because then that version of the console won't be backward compatible with games that are released up till right now. You are so. correct. And that's the point I'm making. Like in order to get out of this, they're going to have to be like, you know, and at that point, you know, you're kind of screwed as a hardware manufacturer, um, trying to make your own ecosystem. You're, you're, I mean, you really need to start looking at uh, software as a service for your for your future, and I feel like they're not they're not they're not really. If if they make more strides in PS Plus and PS Now and really start like investing heavily into software as a service and moving a lot of their stuff to be simultaneous releases on PC or at least you know six month delay releases on PC, 
I feel like that's the only way they're going to continue to generate revenue and, and operate as a business because right now, like they're they're screwing their consoles pretty hard. I mean, even Nintendo. It shocks me how much Nintendo sticks around, but Nintendo has so much. They've stuck to their guns so hard, and they have so much exclusivity on their console that you can kind of justify them to to a, to a point. But like, even the Switch has already been like fully emulated, and there's a lot of games that are already like super playable on PC through the Switch emulator. Now, there's still a lot to work well, like, to be done, and but okay, so like case in point, right? Is the new Metroid game came out on a Tuesday. On Wednesday, I was playing the new Metroid game in an emulator. So yep. it, it was like under 24 hours was the release cycle. It, it was well, just like, it just worked, you know? So, well, and the reason for that is uh, because talking about permanent hardware exploits, the original switches have that boot exploit where you can basically get in before the system starts up and compromise the entire operating system. So right. anything that runs on that console is available for the hackers to extract. Yeah. And so I, so I wonder if that's how they actually do game dumps is you have to have a compromised version of the console and then a new game <clears> comes <throat> out, you buy it for it and then dump it. Yep. That's pretty much it. Oh. So, so this, this PS, uh, PlayStation issue was kind of interesting because it's actually haunted the PlayStation ecosystem since the PS3. And what it is, is when the system's CMOS battery dies, that's what keeps the clock in the system uh, accurate. And because the clock can't keep time without that battery being there, the system can't validate itself against PS, uh, PSN, PlayStation Network, because they're not in sync. The time is is different. Oh, it could be within like five minutes for like a normal SSL key, right? Right. So it 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 caused huge problems with the PS3 and PS4. They actually patched it out because there was no easy way to open up a PS4 and swap this battery. It's actually soldered on the motherboard in at least many of the revisions. Um, they so they did fix it, but people are noticing that with the PS5. Uh, what it appears will happen, because the PS5 has the same CMOS battery, is you will no longer be able to play the free PSN games that you get every month with a PSN subscription, because it can't validate that you still have a license to PSN because the time I, doesn't match. I don't understand why they just didn't build in an NTP service. You know, like, go out, go out, grab atomic clock time, and you're good, CMOS battery or not. Because in order to validate with with their server you have to be online anyway so while you're online go sync your time and then and it will but it won't keep the time it can't keep the time because there's nothing powering the clock right so it's it yeah but but every time when the console's online it's like well every 30 minutes it just does an ntp thing i mean it's like every yeah. server in my data center does this yeah, I, I hear you. For whatever reason, they didn't design it that way, and it seems like they, they aren't interested in changing. Oh. Um, what what made me laugh so hard is the meme that came out about this showed a Dreamcast starting up saying, oh, wait, I can't play any games. And then it goes, no, I'm just kidding. What time is it? Because <laughs> uh, the, the Dreamcast yeah, right. notoriously yeah. had that problem yeah. where the CMOS would die and you'd have to set the clock every <laughs> yeah, time right. you turn on the, the system. <laughs> What yeah. about the Nintendo uh, game and watch? 
it yeah, literally is a clock and yeah also yeah. plays games but well, it's no, yeah, but that that dream that dreamcast thing that's that's spicy i like that one a lot uh, yeah really it was fun. it was good i i really enjoyed that yeah. one what time what year is it um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. what year is it yeah come um, on let's play some games <laughs> so so hunter uh i know that you have a decent video game set up at home um, but you may not have yeah. a, a three series, uh, it's modest NVIDIA compared card. to yours. Yes, I agree. Well, no, but, <laughs> but I'm just saying in terms of, in terms of you, you don't have the absolute latest and greatest video sure, card. They've sure. been nearly impossible to get. For no, but he people. has, he does have reliable fans. <laughs> Zing. I, I don't mean only fans. I mean, like uh, yes, the fan didn't like fall off of his video card or whatever happened to you. Yes, well, I shorted out my motherboard twice with a bad card, as it turned out, a bad PCI card. But it wasn't the the, the fan was something else. But anyway, oh. so so the reason I bring this up is if you wanted to play the latest games with all the fancy ray tracing effects and everything else, uh, until now you haven't had a choice. But Nvidia has updated GeForce Now with a new tier that will let you play your games. F over through the cloud over from their data center with a 3080 yeah and the graphics settings to match yeah that's pretty hot um i have yet to try this um i haven't played with geforce now for a while i still have their membership or whatever it is but um i've been meaning to dive into this to check it out just to see what kind of uh, performance and improvements i get from it well uh, it's what not resolution cheap. do you get is it like 720p because I got my 1440p monitor, and I have to upscale the 720p stream. It, I, I tried that with the Xbox app, and it kind of mm. it, it was quite playable. Like the controls were responsive, but graphically it looked like mud, as opposed to if I just streamed my own TV well, over here on the screen. Well, then that's where I that's where I use my uh, Elgato HD 60s to just play my console on my PC, because then right. it's at 1080. Yeah, uh, GeForce Now does support 4K. I haven't tried streaming it in 4K. Um, I used Amazon Luna as my uh, kind of go-to cloud gaming service. I did have a subscription to GeForce Now early on, but they kept pulling games out of it, and I decided to let the subscription go. Yeah, it's um, and it's not even it's not even their fault. The developers keep pulling them for some stupid reason, where it's just like, well, people still have to own the damn game in order to play it. Like I, you know, they have to buy it from you, so. Well, okay, yeah, you're so still that, getting your money. I mean, so that brings developer. up a thing, right? Like with the uh, with the Xbox Game Pass, why do games cycle on and off a of Game Pass like they do? Like some stay for a long time, and some are just like, here's a taste, and then we're out. Like if I've played it on Game Pass, is, is that the is that the deal? Is like uh, you wait for somebody to like demo it with game pass and then you pull it and then it's like oh hey you know it's on its way out but if you want to catch it at like 50 percent off while we're on our last few days right maybe maybe yeah, that's a, I, a way to like entice people, people to, to buy yeah, yeah entice is a good word yeah i i think that's part of it i know um for some software as a service games, they put it on Game Pass to eliminate the barrier of you having to go buy the game. Destiny famously is doing that, did that. Um, they even have the newer expansions, which normally you pay for. I mean, I know Destiny 2 is free to play, but you have to buy some of the later expansions. Those are bundled into Game Pass. 
Right. Because um, they know they're going to make it up on DLC, right? You're going to buy the latest expansion. You're going to buy cosmetics. And so they're going to make their money that way. With games that cycle on and off, I think it's a, basically a free demo. Microsoft gets a variety of content to appeal to different people. And it creates FOMO, fear of missing out, where people are like, oh, this game's leaving. I'm going to buy it now at 20% off while I can before it disappears from Game Pass. So um, one of the other weird things is that because you don't get the DLC included in Game Pass, you can buy DLC for a game you don't own. And if it cycles off Game Pass, you know, you, you have DLC that you can't use, which... Yeah, I saw somebody talking about that yesterday, actually, with the uh, the $50 DLC. So it's basically a full game price DLC for Forza 5. So it it's like you can buy the DLC separate from the game because the game is free on Game Pass probably right. forever and ever, yeah. um, as long as you're on Game Pass. So it's like, well, I own the DLC, and... As long as I don't let my Game Pass lapse, I'm good. So yep. that's a way of locking people in as well. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't find the damn $50 thing or I'd have done it. It's apparently very well hidden, but I like the game enough. I was just like, okay, 100 bucks, whatever, take my money. Yeah, I, I did that with four, certainly. Um, I was happy to pay them uh, because I enjoyed the game quite a bit. And I think yeah. five is even better. So Now, three never came to Game Pass, right? So Correct. Like, I, I own it. That's the only way you can play it. Yep. Yeah, it's it, because it got delisted and they weren't going to yeah. put it in Game Pass. And why the hell did, why the, why did they take Forza uh, Motorsport? Was it six or seven? Seven. The latest seven. one, seven. Why would they take that away? That seems uh, goofy. Licensing and, is the only uh, reason anybody can figure. Yeah. So the interesting thing about Forza Seven, right, is because it has tracks instead of just uh, streets. You know, yeah, yeah, street stuff that we hey we made a track because we marked out some streets, but it actually has the real world tracks in it, which is cool. And sometimes I really like track racing because mm -hmm. it's like I'm going around this consistent course and I'm trying to get like a good time and figure and you learn the track. Whereas in an open world thing, it's just like I'm going to run this race one time. I'm not going to repeat it like 100 times and come to learn this track and then try different cars on the same track. It's just like, hey, I beat it. Cool. Move on. And I feel like what they could do, I would gladly pay them dlc money to just bring the tracks into forza horizon 5 because mm. the cars that were in 7 are the same cars yep that were in horizon so there there's nothing different about those cars the the only other thing was that they had the homologation or however you pronounce it where it's basically like to to race this car every car has to be like 800 points for this race so it was like an auto tune that would make you race ready specific for this race right um which was great especially for like online competitive play because it's like i know that everybody that shows up to this race is going to be in an identical spec car so that's kind of cool right um that's a feature they could add you, the cars are already there so I don't have to like reinstall that. So the only additional space that is in use is just for the track maps, which, you know, okay, cool. I will pay you for that. That's great. Do you want like 
a dollar a track. I mean, I, I don't I don't want to pay like iRacing prices for like thirty dollars yeah. yeah. a track or something, but but it's like you know I I I just don't see a reason for two separate games anymore when especially well, what, if they're going to put I'm, them free on Game Pass like what that. I would like just, to see them do is just do like a a, a Forza World style game. Where it's got yeah. that kind of stuff in there, it's like you're you. Know, they've got Horizon content. They've got you know, uh, motorsport yeah. content. It's all kind of uh, yeah. Because you, you just you just bring Horizon three and four into five as optional. You know, like it's it's like well, manage it's like, Call of Duty install. We can, you know? we can talk about Battlefront twenty forty two in a little bit, but the concept of what twenty forty two is doing with their portal. Where you can play like on these old 1942 maps, but with modern warfare tech, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I think similarly, you could do something with Forza where you've got both of these genres, if you will, in one kind of place. Yeah. So anyway, I, um, I just look at like all those games are so similar in content, only the map and some of the systems have really changed, right? It, v- yep. Very big graphical update, yes, but. I just I don't know. I just want real tracks. And uh some of there are some tracks that are in there that are like this is a dedicated racetrack that's just on the map, but it's not like real world racetracks from Mexico. And I feel like yeah. that's a missed opportunity because there are some bitchin' racetracks in Mexico that are on the world circuit. Put them in the game. You know, that would be a yeah. uh, like if you're doing a country by country thing, then you could feature like here is like 20 racetracks from the country that's in this game. Right. So we highlight this country because otherwise you get like one track per country or whatever. Yeah. So, nice. I don't know. Just nudge wink, do it Microsoft. Well, we're going think, to uh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I think they, they absolutely could do something with uh, big maps where they already have street level maps. It, you know, they're doing that with uh flight simulator for, uh, satellite imagery and terrain, so it seems yeah. feasible to do it with street maps. The the crew, which was an Ubisoft racer from yeah. several years ago, actually did like a, a very light version of that, where you had a few big U.S. cities and all the roads connecting them. That were yeah, actually... it was just like a very compressed map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like De- Detroit and Cleveland were like ten miles away from each other, but mm-hmm. they were both there. Yeah, so I mean there are there are some precedent there that I think they could draw on. Yeah. Uh, I actually really liked the original crew. The second mm-hmm. crew I looked at and I was like, yeah, nah. But yeah, it was <laughs> but the first one was kind of cool. I wish in the it's it's a little jarring to go back and play it now because the DLC they didn't get the same voice actor. So half the lines are spoken by one person and half the lines are spoken by somebody else. Oh. And so it's just very very odd to play. Yeah, and the story was really original because you're like an undercover policeman infiltrating a rogue street racing syndicate. That's never mm-hmm. been done before. But no, never. Yeah. Avenging your dead brother, wasn't it? I yeah, that's <laughs> something that God it makes it worse, doesn't it? Well, yeah. um, and to, to to kind of clear out our cloud news here, more G Force stuff. Uh, because of what Microsoft has done with their Xbox with the Edge browser. You can do Chrome streaming like with uh, the Stadia into the Xbox. And now you can also do the same kind of thing with uh, the GeForce Now on the Xbox, which kind of uh, continues to blur that line between console and PC. So 
Uh, it's nice to know that there are a lot of options out there. So kind of round. Yeah, and you can do this stuff. with. Uh, um, interestingly, you can do this with XCloud too, where you can yeah. play on an Xbox original Xbox One. You can load up an Xbox Series X game and play it, which is pretty cool. All right, well, that's going to cover it for this episode. We're going to split this into a two-parter, so we'll end it here, and then we'll finish out uh, part two with tech news, business and legal, and f- funny and strange. There was a lot of news over the last five weeks that we've been kind of absent, and we, we, we love talking about what we see out here in the headlines. So um, head on over to our Discord, discord.otherworlds.gg, where you can find all of this and more over there. Uh, we love doing community game nights. Um, we are reevaluating some of our game servers as some games in the market are changing and shifting. So we're kind of re-looking at uh, what's what's available. But we do have a Minecraft server, and we do have an Unreal Tournament 2004 server currently. Um, but we are going to uh, start looking at what our, some of our other options are and see what we can do uh, to have some more fun. So come on over to our Discord. We might have uh, some giveaways going on once we get to 100 people. So come check that out. Um, I had an idea about that. I need to run by Mellify later, but maybe another way we could approach that giveaway could be fun. Could be interesting. So, uh, all right, guys. Well, we'll see you guys in episode forty-one. This has been episode number forty. Yeehaw.